Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Gwintelligence Podcast. I am Harold James Preller, joined, as always, by Corey Stewart. Good morning. Is it a good morning? It's not a good morning. It's not a good morning. Oh, but we have, we've got mimosas going here. <laughs> we do have mimosas. It's Friday. We have a holiday weekend ahead of us. We're celebrating the great play of our beloved Padres. Uh, this, is a, this is a mid-season 81-game pod. Yes. We're not going to bore you with stuff like, uh, let's give grades to each player, because most of them are getting Fs, right? I mean, let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah. Uh, we did sit uh, outside. It was a beautiful day. We listened to our beloved Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan, San Diego's sports leader. Uh, interview, A.J. Preller, who this was a vaunted interview, right? The chance yes. for A.J. to address the fan base and... and uh, restore our confidence in his abilities as a savant, building of team building and development and everything. Right? Is we your confidence to, restored? No, <laughs> no. Is yours? God no! It shattered. It was to be awful. honest. It was terrible. Uh, uh, but but that was the goal of this interview, right? Like like the brass at, at, at Petco was like AJ. Things are bad. We, we, usually we send him like Scanlan for Friar Fridays, but we, we go, this is the time to pull the big gun out. We got to send you. Uh, yeah, usually it's group dog where he completely ignores everything about the team and is like, uh, hey, but there's a Joe Musgrove growth chart this weekend. So, like, don't worry about that whole giant series. Like, yeah. Did you know that the kids can run the bases? Yeah. Uh, we've got a wiffle ball field. I don't know if that's known. Yeah, but are you, are you, many people are talking about it. So... They brought the big guns out, right? And to me, that's like Petco, the, the 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 execs and the big wheels, and Peter being like, "Hey, look, we gotta we gotta do something, right?" Like, yeah, they provide Preller what twice a year, maybe to them. So this is it. This is AJ's big chance. He knows people are upset. They just blew five of six games against the worst teams in the league. Uh, and I, I would say that Ben and Woods asked as good of questions as they could right um but look when you interview aj you there's a certain candor and cadence you have to do right because aj's an expert at killing the clock he will he will he will take your question and marginally answer it and then go off on tangent re repetitive tangents yes right yeah that are very long and you can cut them off or you can let him go. But if you let him go, he's going to kill 90 seconds for each question. He is a master of killing the clock. And I, I know we, we were talking, there was a new tactic uh, where uh, it was a good question from Woods where he asked, uh, AJ, uh, are you feeling personal pressure that you need to turn this around? You know, for your, basically, are, 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 you, are you managing for your job right? Are you general managing for your job right yeah. now? And AJ... Uh, Completely ignored it. This is super a super Trumpian uh, oratorical uh, method, right? Yeah. Where you hear the question, and you just ignore the question, and then answer it with an answer to a completely different question, which in this case was, uh, AJ, are you general managing for your job? Do you feel like you are this year? Are you on the hot seat? And he was like, "We're really focused on Cincinnati this this weekend, and like you know, we, we're we're studying the scouting reports for the games, and like we're we're really focused on Cincinnati, just completely ignoring it." And then I think Ben cut off the answer and then asked another question instead of following it up with like, "Okay, AJ, but like, are you personally feeling 
any pressure, right? right. Yeah. That, that's what we, that, that to the fans, I think was one of the most critical questions that we would have wanted answered. Yeah. Well, especially with the, the draft coming up and the, and the, the trade deadline, yeah. which is a month away. Like, like how hard is it for AJ to answer that question with, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm under that pressure every single day I've been here for nine years. My job's to provide a winner and we're not doing that right now. We've really only had one successful season in my tenure as general manager. So of course he wouldn't have, I said, he wouldn't have said that. Yeah, but, well, I mean that's. But but that's he would facts. say we're in the business of winning. Yes. So of yes. course and I feel pressure, and we're not doing that right yeah. now. Th- that kind of accountability, I think it, it's all it's all just like pointless hearsay. Yeah, uh, he and, started and it's completely meaningless. But that's the answer. I think that would have made some people feel better. But instead, AJ heard that and is like, I, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I want to talk about Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. We're just, we just got to win one game at a time. We just got to win one yeah. game at a time. To his credit, the very first question, uh, he he did say he, you know, it's on him, then right? It's his roster. Yes. He basically said exactly what Billy Epler said. In fact, I, th- I think he might have said it verbatim almost, like like took the Epler transcript and read it on here. Uh, but then... Magically, through the rest of the interview, that that sentiment was gone. It was more uh, more yanking his own dick about, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware, but we were in the league championship series last year. Like, I don't know how many times he's going to feather himself about about that. Like, that's yesterday. Yeah, I I know, but that's all he's got to hold on to right now. Uh, when, when when you when you went through and you added a big time free agent like Xander Bogarts, you got a a fucking superstar in Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Yeah. And you are now seven games under 500 at the midway point. You are, you're completely out of the division race. I mean, yeah. you, you have no chance in the division. Uh, and your chances, your, the chances of making the playoffs are 24.7%, I think. Oh, baseball reference had it as 15.7%. I mean, I actually, yeah, you're right. I checked it before the rest of the games happened yesterday. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Yeah. They have it at 15.7% to make the playoffs right now. Uh, and, uh, and to be honest with you, I think that's high. That's about right. A lot of stuff can happen. But, yeah. I mean, that's a Brilliant. one in, that's what a one in seven chance. <laughs> Is that a bet we want to make after watching? Okay. I, before, I, before the giant series, cause the last 10 games, they're two and eight, right? So before the giant series, uh, I felt like, you know what? There's, you know, there's a, come on, they're, they're going to hit, they're going to come back. They're going to, they'll, they'll get into this. Some of those teams will fall back. Like, okay, I'll, I'll go with the patience thing. And then the giant series happened and that like, that really hurt because it was like, man, that, you know, you see the bullpen start to fall apart and that, and we got some injuries. So that hurt. And, but it was this, the last five games here, five straight losses to the two to the nationals and three to the pirates. And they were outscored 31 to 12 in those games. And, Let's let's not beat around the bush. The Pirates are not only bad; they were also on a just a, almost a historic cold streak terrible, going into the series. Streak. Yeah, and and their bullpen is hot. They garbage. also didn't have their best players playing. Yeah, uh, Brian Hayes, I think, went down with an injury before our series started, and then Brian Reynolds, Reynolds. is hurt. Right? I, I, yeah, he, he wasn't he in wasn't, the series. He wasn't playing. Yeah, so uh, we weren't even facing the core. 
Pirates team. Yeah. We were facing, uh, I know there were at least a couple guys that were making their major league debuts in this series. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. The, the third baseman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, st- the, what, he started the second game or whatever, and that was his major league debut. Yeah. He, yeah. So... We weren't facing the best, and so that's why it's particularly alarming that we've gone two and eight in the last ten. Yeah, and, and the and, and the way that they lost the last game, yesterday's game, to have that to have that four nothing lead, mm-hmm. and then and then you watched the Pirates, who are they're young, uh, and they had a nice start for the season. They've been bad, very very bad, like the last three weeks or something like yeah. that. But they fought. Like, like you, when they, they got chipped away, they, they chipped kept away. Fighting. Yeah, when they got it to four to two, I can't remember who who knocked in the second run, but he got to he got to first base and he was like over there, like all fired up yeah. and yelling into the dugout and all that. And it was like you, you saw fight. We don't see fight anymore at all. Oh, you don't think they're half-hearted hand motions when they yeah. get a single or, or fight? It's well, just, well, especially when we're losing like uh, eight to one, and then uh, I don't know, Hassan gets a single, and he's there doing his, his uh, the thing to the dugout. I, it's it, it, I just don't see any. I, I don't see any fight. I, I don't see fun Except from Hassan. Yeah, I, and yeah, I, I, right. Kim is he's absolutely killing it. He's absolutely killing it. Uh, but the the I, I can't even. We can't even say. You know, it's scary. Also, something I was going to mention is. Tatis has been great since he came back. Uh, obviously, great defensively, hitting wise, he um, was it's, was doing spectacular. He's hot and cold, but you hot, see, when he's yeah. hot, he's as hot as anyone. Right. I feel the last five games, he's been really bad, and I feel like it's maybe he's starting to break down, like to drop down to the level that the rest of them are at where he's broken as well and, and doesn't see any point. Like, you think he has the sads like I, he I, did at the end of, uh, he's, well, I, but I don't think, but that was different. I think it was that, that was because of the, you know, the, the position switch. And, and I think this is, it's just a, it's just beaten down from being on a team that is just getting their ass beat all the time. And that looks like as soon as they get down that they're, that they're going to roll over and that's what they do. He's in his, the, those, those five games that we just lost, Three and twenty-three, three for twenty-three, three singles, mm. no extra base hits, a lot of strikeouts, no walks, eight strikeouts, no two clutch. grounded end double play. Yeah, it's one RBI. Yeah, one RBI. And by the way, that one RBI—that's exactly one more than Manny Machado had in the last five games, who was four for twenty-one with three singles, no homers, no RBI. It's like, and that's and that's your cleanup hitter. Yeah. Okay, you oh. mentioned no fight, and I know this is a, a third rail issue with Manny because it gets brought up by like national writers out of racism and hatred for Manny. But right. like, we've always defended Manny about jogging it out to first base. You know, even 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 when there's an error and he would have been safe or something. Like, we've always defended him, and, and the story is always: look, Manny's a smart guy. He knows his body. He posts. He's saving it for when it's really going to count. I have a question: <laughs> Is now when it really counts? It, like, aren't we in desperation mode where every player should be running like Hasung? Do you think? And, and I, I think it make fans feel better. I, I know that's not the objective. The objective is to win games, but isn't this desperation times where we need to pull out all the stops? I, I would just like to see him go in and just just destroy a fucking Gatorade cooler. Like, yeah, like, just, yeah. Like, show old, me fucking something. Like, just, he uh, he has as many home runs as Hasung does. Like. It's June 30th. Yeah. They have the same amount of homers. 
our, our light hitting second baseman. That's that's right. Yeah. That's where he's at. That's where he's at. Uh, and so that was a question asked by I think Ben on the interview this morning. Uh, and and AJ took the easy way out and said, well, you know, he fractured his finger, uh, and so it's been real tough on him. Which okay, I, I get it. But if it's really hindering him this badly. Well, I was going to say we should call someone up, but we literally have no one that we can call up. There's li- no options. Uh, so the thing with Manny, though, is he also was just as, just as terrible before the injury. So Truly, arguably worse, yeah. actually. He's played better since the injury than he did before the injury. He really so, has, yeah. So I, I don't know what you want to do here, but uh, it's it's there's not really a solution because he's the guy. You're not going to bench him. You're not going to move him to eighth in the lineup. No. So... Well, it kind of just you, is what it is. If you did move him to eighth in the lineup, who, who you who you putting in, in the you're moving in Nola cleanup. up to up to cleanup? <laughs> right. Like that's, Sanchez, that's the thing here. Like struggling now. There's just no options. We don't have no. options. Yeah. Uh, later we'll talk about what's the plan, but like well, there's not a lot of good options here. Well, uh, based on the the uh, the interview that we just heard with AJ, the plan is is that these guys have a track record, and we just have to hope that they start playing like that. That's that that seemed to be the plan, right? It's the same thing he used to say about Eric Hosmer also. Yeah. He's like, Look, we've seen him do it before. This is like what Marver's doing on, on Twitter right now, where, where every time we point out the first baseman, he's like, Well, here's some career numbers from Eric Hosmer, as if numbers from when Eric Hosmer was twenty four are at all pertinent to how he is at thirty two, where he's out of baseball and literally no one is signing him for free. For free. So uh, AJ's doing the same where he's like, well, you know, you've got guys like Nelson Cruz, who's got a real track record. Okay. But Nelson Cruz is 42 was terrible last year and is terrible this year. Like what, what, what numbers are we looking at here? Yeah. You yeah. know, Jake, uh, Jake Cronenworth, who, who was a specifically part of the question has declined offensively three now four years in a row. Okay, AJ, what, what are we what are we looking at here? Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, is it for Jake Cronenworth to continue the clear trend over four years of decline? Is that what we're waiting for? You know, like <laughs> we talked about it last episode, but like these guys are all thirty or older now. Uh, Jake will be thirty, and I think it, January of next year. Yes, yeah. So he's uh, twenty nine and a half. Yeah, he's he's yeah. thirty. I think Manny's <laughs> a, about to turn thirty one. Is that right? I believe um, so. In like a week. So, the guys are in. Look, you can tell me that you think Manny takes care of his body differently. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not his trainer, but like uh, the averages say that he's in decline. As soon as you hit 30, you start declining. Yeah. You start losing WRC, plus, you start declining. We're lucky that his defense hasn't declined. But there's a lot of excuses given. To me, the obvious one is like, these guys are just getting older and we should expect some decline. It doesn't mean they're going to be bad. Yeah. The expectation is Manny's still going to be good. It's just, you can't count on him being MVP level every year unless we bring back steroids, which we should. (laughs) But that means we're not the only team that gets to use the steroids though is the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're, it really doesn't help us. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. And also, with the steroid thing, we can't hit fastballs. It's <laughs> kind of a yeah. problem. Yeah, this is a problem. <laughs> and, you know, we, we saw that this weekend because, like, they brought in some pitchers like Mitch Keller, who really blew through our lineup with fastballs. Not even 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. We're, like, 95-ish, right? Yeah. Like, mid, yeah. mid-grade mid fastballs. Right. Just yeah. we can't. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. But but if you listen to the interview with AJ, there's nothing wrong. There's no problems. The players he's selected for the roster are the right players. 
there perfection of roster building and there's really nothing that he would change he's just going to run this out because the back of the back of the baseball, the baseball card, card stats which is a, which is a phrase i i would be fine never ever hearing again uh <laughs> because the back of the baseball card stats say that they're better than they are we just yeah. have to sit around and wait and wait for no it. problems uh we're good does that for make right you now. feel better aj said we're fine just chill out guys that's what's what AJ's telling us. They're going to turn it around, and, it, and it, you know what? It starts tonight in Cincinnati, one game at a time. Yeah, one game at a time, which is the right thing to say, probably. But <laughs> right, it's right. better it's, than what Xander said, where he's like, you know, we were really targeting fifteen and ten over the next twenty-five games, which they promptly started zero and three. <laughs> like, <laughs> way to uh, dream big, there, yeah. Xander. <laughs> ten and five. <laughs> it, Oh, 10 and 5. Yeah, that was the target. Yeah, so That's just terrible. So they're already 0 and 3, so they need to go 10 and 2 now to, to meet that target, but Yeah. Uh I, I don't know. The the interview with AJ, I think we can all agree did nothing for us. It did not inspire any confidence whatsoever. Yeah. It, Especially after a 5-game streak where you lose and get your just get your ass beat by Two of the worst teams in baseball, and I think AJ made it. I, my my feeling from the the interview was AJ's feeling no pressure. It didn't come across like he's it's the exact same interview he's given fourteen times over the last nine years. Yeah, I, I don't think he felt any difference in pressure. There was no difference in tone. His his oratory was exactly the same as it always is. Uh, one one funny thing I thought that we we kind of like locked eyes at when it when it came up, but he was asked about development. Oh. Of players and AJ uh, <laughs> really patted himself on the back for this one, where he said, uh, "You know, we've we've done some development. Just look at the trades we've made." Which okay, and we've said it on the podcast. He does though. seem to have a skill of finding athletic, toolsy players that prospect rankers like that never put it together at the big league level, right? Or, so, or they do somewhere, or they do somewhere else. They, but they'll perform at A, maybe double A, but they're just not going to make it all the way, yeah. right? Guy, you know, Gabriel Arias had a lot of tools that were exciting to 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 uh, to prospect rankers, and so he, I think he, I think he touched the top one hundred at one point, uh, and then AJ sells them, right? And that's the skill, right? Yeah, but well, I, but I, yes. I, I felt the core of the real question was was why haven't you developed any major leaguers? And, and let's be honest, let's look at the we were trying to we were, we were like trying to think of who he's developed on this team. <laughs> I think I yelled it's, out who? It's, <laughs> it's some relievers, marginal relievers that are on and off the roster. Tom Cosgrove. I think is one, right? Yeah. Adrian Morahone, who is who terrible. We've certainly put the podcast behind totally sucks. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Is that it? It's just marginal relievers. Yeah. There's no one else. What? Dixon? Uh, okay, Dixon. Okay, utility <laughs> first baseman that shouldn't be in the big leagues. Uh, like this is back to the Kevin Towers years. I'm trying to yeah. like like this is the Kevin Towers years where something. everyone said he was so bad at drafting. He was able to draft and develop relievers and oh, utility right. players, but that was it, right? And that's where we're at right now. And yeah. AJ took no responsibility for that. Like we've got nothing. People keep talking about Jackson Merrill. Kid just fell below 100 WRC plus last night at, at low A or high A, wherever he's at. High A, I think. Uh, this is the player you think is going to get excited because when you trade prospects for like real players at the trade deadline, that other team that's selling has to sell their fan base on it, right? And they're like, yeah. well, just look at Jackson Merrill. He's at 98 WRC plus and. 
if that those that fan base isn't going to get excited about that. That's no, that's not, not. That's Ethan Salas, which people are like, oh, we should just call him up now. He's better than Nola today, hitting eight, like eighty three WRC plus at at low A. So like, like he's with, seventeen. With, yeah, I'm he's not bashing him right, as a prospect. Exactly. But like, yeah, yeah, these guys aren't lighting the world on fire. Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 Ethan Salas. I, I, He's going to be a stud. I, I, I think. I hope. I, I don't hope, know. I hope. But I mean, like, like, he's like in low way and he's seventeen. He's, he's seventeen. Years six old. years so, away from the big league. So who knows? Yeah. But even if even, even if you brought up Jackson and Merrill t- tomorrow, where's where's he playing? Right. You know, yeah, we're, we're we already are people are saying we have to trade Kim because because we got to make room be, for Merrill. Right? Be, or, or, or no, because we like because we have to move because we have to move, move Jake something back right. to second. Because when Jake moves back to second, he's going to magically start hitting again. That's the plan. Uh, yeah. Unlike last year, or like it's, yeah. it's just like yeah. Uh, but you know that's like a, a real core AJ's terrible argument because oh. Oh. we're put into these Sophie's choices where uh, Kim is better. Yes. He's a better hitter. Oh, he's as good right now as Cronenworth has been in years. And now we're we're looking at trading the better player to move the worst declining player into his position to hit worse. And then I, I don't know, maybe first base gets better and that improves it. I, I, I don't know. Like, but we're stuck with Cronenworth. We're stuck. We, we, you, you, we talked offline. Like if you just released Cronenworth right now, yeah. would anyone pick him up for free and take on the contract? The answer is no, no, no one would do it. No one would. Right? Do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's what we're stuck with. The, the the ideal that we've come up with, the ideal strategy is to get rid of the good player and move the bad player into his position because he has a big contract that we gave him for no reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, this is what the savant planned for roster construction? Yeah. And, and, and he got a partial no-trade clause. Yeah, yeah, that came out, too. I, like a third of the league. I completely had missed that. Yeah. Completely on eight, eight, eighteen every year he has eight teams that he can say no to trade. Completely to. had to be have been completely unnecessary, right? Because you're already giving this utility player an eight year extension. What I heard was that the the money that Jake countered with uh, was very high, and and the Padres didn't like it, and he was like, "Well, okay, I'll settle for this amount because, but you've got to throw this in also because you guys are moving me to first. Was the deal? Mm. That's what I heard. Just to reiterate, we didn't have to do any of that. No, no, there was he no, had three had years, years of control still until yeah. he was thirty-three. Yeah, right. So, yeah, just a completely unserious act. Yeah. Like, and, and we decision. Have, and and Kim is under contract for next year, and then he and then we also have a club option for twenty twenty-five. Do we? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I believe so. Is it club or mutual? I think it's club. Okay. So, which obviously you would pony up for at this point. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's oh probably not God. for much. What, like seven or eight million a year? I, I, or it jumps I, I, to I ten, maybe. Like yeah. it's le- it's what you're paying Jake, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, but it, and also, no, it's a mutual option. Oh, it's a mutual. Hmm. Well, four year, including a mutual option for the 2025 season. Uh, yeah, the fifth-year club option is worth seven million with a two million buyout and four million in incentives. If the Padres decide to exercise the option, Kim will earn ten million in twenty twenty-five. I don't know. It says both mutual and uh, club that option. Make sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, but I, I mean, regardless, I, I just to blow out the player that is better offensively, defensively, younger to accommodate. 
It says mutual. ESPN says mutual. A worse so. player that's older yeah. because you screwed up the contract situation right. is like, how was that a, a way and to win baseball That's games? really all I can see past next year is just we're stuck. Yeah. You've got players that we're stuck with. Right. That are declining. That, And we know AJ doesn't have a quick trigger with getting rid of declining players. Hosmer was here for years, right? Yeah. Uh, Brian Mitchell pitched for two months up here. Like, I mean, he did try just, to get rid of Hosmer, but no one would take him because he was so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if he, he probably didn't ever offer as much money as he ended up doing. <laughs> well, at the end, it was just like, okay, we just have to eat it all. Yeah. Yeah. And now Hosmer's down to Literally Miami. out of baseball. <laughs> just, yeah, with, with the wife and the kid. Yeah. <laughs> weird the weird that nobody wants his leadership yep. now. Very strange. Yeah, weird. Very strange. Seemed very valuable. Yeah. <laughs> The Marlins, a team you know, where he could just drive down uh, over to the park. They could just have him sit on the bench yeah. and lead. A lot of leading. And they're not yeah. doing it. It's weird. Yeah. That's strange that Skip Schumacher, who was around Hosmer a lot, wouldn't reach out. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder huh. why that might be. Interesting. So uh, they're gonna, they're, they have to be sellers at the deadline, right? Do we both agree on that? Uh, look, there's a month, right? They okay. could go on a... a, a is it, I think I think Ben brought up something this morning. You know, the Phillies went on like an eighteen and five run. They did. I guess if we go on an eighteen and five run, that that's great. What right? do you see from this team right now that says that they can go like, eighteen and five? Not going to do it, right? But, yeah. Uh, and the thing the thing with this team, the way it's built, isn't built for long streaks. Like teams that go on long streaks have really strong back ends of the bullpen. And our bullpen is starting to fall apart now. Starting to. Wheels are off. Wheels are off. Uh, yeah. Uh, who do you count on in this in this bullpen? Josh Hader, right? That's it. Who we're treating with kid gloves for some reason. Like again, this is the we time we can't get to him. I can't like we fl- we flushed at least two game two losses this year because we just didn't want to use Josh Hader. Right? Oh, for the third game in yeah. a row. Yeah, like I, I like we said earlier, we're in desperation mode. Like I, I think they got to start doing whatever it takes. Yeah. So, but how do you but get other to than Hader, how do you get to him? Yeah. Other than Hader, is anyone feeling confident when Tim Hill comes in the game? Is anyone confident when Adrian Morahone comes in the game? You know, Luis Garcia, I think, has lost the faith of everyone. And honestly, I think Luis Garcia probably has the best chance to rebound out of the the, the sucky, terrible relief core. He has good but, stuff. Like, yeah, and it's the kind of thing 90s. where, you know, it just, you know, like Suarez had issues last year, but he had the stuff to fall back on. Yeah, like, oh yeah. I think it's probably the same with Garcia. Um, but I don't see it with Hill, and Morahone has nothing but a track record of mediocrity. Well, the thing with Tim Hill is Tim Hill's like you know Tim Hill's not going to come up there and blow three batters away with right. you know, strikeouts. His whole thing is contact. It's like okay, I'm going to I'm going to rear back. I'm going to chuck it in there, and you're going to hit it to one of my guys. And you saw it with the Pirates. Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. weren't hitting bombs. No, they no, were, they yeah. were hitting a bunch of singles. Yep, and and that's what. It, and that's what you get with Tim Hill is that you you don't get a lights out guy. You get a guy that is going to rely on. Hopefully, when they hit it, they're going to hit it to yeah. one of my guys. And luckily, we have a great defense, and so that w- works out a, a lot of the time. Yeah. But if it's if if they're hitting holes, he's going to get lit up. And, well, and yeah, don't let and, him and don't let him field the ball. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I, I don't know what they do about that. Like, tell him that he needs to sprint to first every time when he gets the ball. I don't know what he was doing with his body when he tried to throw to first. It was like he caught it and then he had like a spasm or something. (laughs) Like the ball was just. I don't know what happened there. I I was just. But at that point, at that point, I knew we were screwed anyway. So it was just kind of like, okay, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) It's just Brett Honeywell, the bomb bomb machine. Like, 
Yeah, yeah but, but that's, that's another thing. one. Our that's bullpen, another one. Our bullpen, I'm looking at it. It's not good. No, it's 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 not. Uh, yeah, it's, so we're waiting for Cosgrove not, to get it's not, back. It's not the, okay, we're counting on Cosgrove with a no, sweep. Co- right? like, and also Suarez, and we still don't know when Suarez is going to be back. We don't know if he's going to be good when he's back. Like I mean, We, we don't know if he needs tinkering on his mechanics. Like He's just been sitting there yeah. you know, playing some, some long toss. He hasn't pitched another competitive game we since the We haven't gotten an AC tweet about the sound of the glove yet from from his catch session. I did see him in a in a bullpen session at Petco, somebody posted some pic, some pics of it or whatever, or some of uh, some video of it or whatever. And I mean, but I'm I'm an I'm an idiot. I don't know. He looked good. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but but we don't know. Like we don't know where his command is at. Oh, like, ways out is what it sounds like. Yeah. He's got to do some rehab assignments. Could be another I, month. Just yeah, I don't think it's going to be this month. So yeah, it's, so we'll we'll get him back after the deadline. Yeah. So like, I, I just I don't think they're built for a ten game winning streak. <laughs> they like like we've said over and over on uh, every single podcast they still haven't won more than 3 in a row. Yeah. Still. And look, our I think one thing we've learned, you know, that's indisputable this past month is our depth in pitching is dreadful. Yeah. Like do oh. you remember the days when we had like regular bullpen games? Regular <laughs> remember the days. It was 2 years ago, like 2021. <laughs> we had a bullpen game like every 2 weeks or week. Right. Uh, and, and I remember at the end of the season we were like, well, at least we don't have to worry about ever seeing a bullpen game again. Yeah. And then uh, now we're pulling in like Reese uh, Kinnear. Reese Kinnear. <laughs> Some uh, of the home runs Matt Waldron giving up two bombs. Uh, it just. And, 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 and by the way, Waldron pitched really well. He gave up two solo shots and actually was very good for, yeah. for the situation that he was thrown into. Although we were all excited because we were promised a knuckleballer. Yeah. And all we got was a mediocre pitcher. <laughs> I was pissed about that. <laughs> we thought at the least we would get entertainment. Literally every Sanders, AJ, uh, Dennis, uh, Kevin, although every single media guy was like, Knuckleballer, blah blah blah. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're sitting there, and I think in the first inning he threw one, yeah. and they like and they spotlighted it, and it like didn't move, and it was like, oh, this is super cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he threw like one more. Two. He threw oh, two, two, right? More, uh, two total, uh, two or total, two I or think. three. Yeah, it's like, like that's not a knuckleballer. Very, Very unexciting. <laughs> I was so pissed about that. Yeah, but that's where we're at. We had yeah. one injury at that time. That was Waka getting hurt, which we can talk about separately is a little alarming. But uh, Waka got hurt from quote. Unquote, I think arm fatigue or shoulder fatigue. Shoulder fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have not put it through the Padres Injury Translator 5000 yet, but I. I it means his elbow shredded. It doesn't mean, I mean it's it means not his shoulder good. Yeah. And probably his elbow too. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, the thing with Waka is he's, he's, he usually throws like 120 innings or so per year. Like, he's not a workhorse, and we've already burned. He's pitched so well that he's got up to. Let's see. I think at he's least, at like 80 innings already. I, I wouldn't surprise me because he's. He's gone deep into so many games. He's been so good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's on pace to blow away his usual uh, innings. You know, average. He's at. What's he at right now? Eighty innings. Yeah. Oh. Last year he pitched one twenty-seven. The year before he pitched one twenty-four. The year before that he pitched thirty-four, one twenty-six. Before he hasn't pitched more than one hundred twenty-six, in, one hundred twenty-seven innings since two thousand seventeen, six seasons ago. And he's at eighty already. He's at eighty already. He's already showing shoulder fatigue. So. You know, if you know, if the team makes the playoffs, like is Waka, who knows what condition he's going to be in by then, or is this going to be something they're going to have to manage, and we're going to see more bullpen games from our dreadful. Well, it's funny because you know, that's another depth. name that people keep saying as far as like a trade option, but honestly, it's not a bad option. No. He, he, the signs show that he's about to have and, issues, and he has a. I, I believe we have a club option with him for next year. 
uh, is it club or mutual? I, bl- I, I think he is like almost certainly going to opt out. His is a mutual. I don't know. Oh, okay, um, but if you do, but like, who's going to if, if he if he's not pitching, nobody's going to trade for him. If he's got shoulder fatigue, we don't know when he's coming back. Player options. Player option. Shit. Okay, he's gone. Who do, who do we have next year? In the like, we have Darvish, Darvish and Musgrove. Darvish and Musgrove. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, uh, Lugo, I guess, could be back. I think Lugo is another. Um, yeah, but I, I, he's less likely to opt out. Option thing, I think. I think he's less that's likely true. to opt out because Waka took way less money than what he was hoping for, he's and he's pitching anyway. to a much higher level. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a Reese Kinnear. We've got Reese Kinnear. We've got Jason Groom. Jay Groom. Jay Groom. I like how you yeah. always fuck up his name. Whatever. He's ir- irrelevant. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Takes up no mind space. <laughs> so, the trade but, but is coming. What I was saying is, like, we, we've now seen our depth is paper thin. It took totally. one injury yeah. to get a, a major league debut knuckleballer, in quotes, or Reese Kinnear into this rotation. That's all it took. Uh, yeah, I love mean, the, meanwhile, they, they the Dodgers. both of those while Weathers is still sitting in El Paso. The, well, I was going to point out that <laughs> through all of this, that it's been evaluated that these options are better than Ryan Weathers. Exactly. So, yes. Uh, uh, and, and same in the relief core. Like, it took one injury to what to Cosgrove to get Ray Kerr up here. Like, yeah, there's just not a lot here. No, uh, yeah, and I like Kerr better than Honeywell, and Honeywell's been on the roster yeah. the entire year. Like Kerr at least throws hard. Yeah, but Kerr's not good either. Kerr's no, bad. He's let's not. be honest. I know. Uh, Honeywell totally sucks. Kerr, he's Kerr, terrible. Kerr just sucks. When, when Honeywell comes, it's like okay, it's it's a punt. Like yeah. you know, it's it's like okay. All right. Uh, honestly, that's we the, can see that should be the Ryan Weathers role. The mop mop up when the just, game's already lost, you bring in Ryan Weathers. Right. Yeah. And yeah. let him let him tinker on things. His dumb overhead windup that Scanlon was so or, excited or, about. Or what yeah, what yeah, whatever. At least there's possible future value of that, unlike Brett Honeywell, who's just terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. One of the my least favorite pitchers in Mottos. It's like Edward Mujica. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a good callback right there. Yeah, a little Mujica action did nothing but give up home runs. That guy, he always had good ERA on paper, but you yeah. know that he gave up all these critical home runs right. in like one yeah. run games. Uh, so yeah, just the depth is terrible. The master roster builder who was very pleased with himself this morning, I don't see it. Okay, so that which gets us to the trade deadline. Yeah, if they do, if they are sellers, which I'm saying 100 percent that they will be, you seem to still be holding out some hope. Did you hear AJ? Which is sweet. Said they're not going to. He said they're going to add. So the obviously the first two guys that have to go if you are selling are Snell and Hater, and those and and they'll be highly coveted. Why wouldn't they be? Well, we have almost worthless compensation picks because we went over the luxury tax. Okay. So there's not even a point in holding. Like like with, with Justin Upton, when, when um, Preller didn't answer his phone because he was in the Dominican and they lost out on the trade for Michael Fulmer, who won the Rookie of the Year the next year. Uh, at least there, Upton got us a first-round pick, right? And we could fall back on, well, there's something. Well, yeah. We get fifth-round picks okay. for, for these two. Oh. So obviously those guys have to go. Got and you, go. and you yeah. should be able to get some uh, for both. Yeah, yeah. Snell might be the best pitcher available. Uh, he's he has to be the and best Hader starter pitcher. Is available the best reliever and the best available? Yeah. So, so we're you, arguably offering the two best pitchers. Yes. Right. It, which could completely change your trajectory as going into the into the playoffs. Yeah. For a, it, any team, basically. To well, have those guys. And, and even if you pivot 
and to me, getting rid of those two, assuming the season is lost, which it is, at some point we got to be realistic about it. Yeah. Uh, to pivot next year, and, and we can talk a little more about this. About, in my opinion, twenty twenty four is our last. Last hurrah. I, I agree with you 100%. And everything being done, including discussions about Soto and whatever, should be focused on building the last chance in 2024. Yes. Um, and to me, the ability to pivot in the offseason relies on us having more ammunition to trade to get major league ready or major league established talent, right? Right. We don't have anyone. Uh, I mean, we have Jackson Merrill, who is not performing Let's in go. high A. You've got Lesko who just started pitching and nobody knows how he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, not much else, yeah. right? And so trading Snell and Hader, even if we're getting single A prospects or double A prospects, like that's what we need to then trade those guys off to build for 2024. Because we don't have anything right now. Yeah. To me, if you don't trade those two, the odds of improvement next year are, I, I don't know where it's at. It's going to take money. That that's the only way to do it. Yeah, and we don't know how much money we're going to have either. So now the next question is: Do you trust him to get the right pieces back for Stell and for Hater that you can retool and make an, a, a real run in twenty twenty four? Do you trust him to do that? No, not really. He's hit or miss, right? Yeah, he's. I don't know. He's he's made some bad trades. Some, he's identified some, some really bad prospects. Bad he thought Taylor Trammell was going to be good. He sucks. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, no, I, I don't trust. Uh, so with him, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily trust him. I don't think he's terrible. But they're not going to fire him in the next month. I, I don't think they're going to let him do the draft. They're going to let him do the deadline. I think they're going to give him the year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because of the the NLCS last year. That's <laughs> according gonna, to him. That's but that, but that's going to be no, what no, Peter I, says I, I as well. Think, to, I, I just think it's more convenient and easier to, to get the final product because firing the GM, it's not going to light a fire under the team. It's not going to be the thing that drives them to the playoffs. But we need to start there, the there are actually tangible effects that would help the team if they fired him today. Like Bob Melvin and him, from what I hear, don't get along. No, uh, it's pretty well reported that Bob Melvin barred all front office personnel from entering the clubhouse. That's not a healthy relationship, no. right? No. So there is a chance that if you take the leash off of Bob Melvin, that he could better lead the men onto the field, you know? Right. Maybe AJ is hindering, you know, maybe Melvin can make his own lineups instead of running AJ's out there. Like, these are all questions we don't know, but yeah. these the, the, it's also real low percentage of actually making an impact. But that is a tangible positive effect if you believe in Bob Melvin. I mean, you've got to start. You've got to start making the change and wiping out his cronies and going all the way down throughout the organization at some point. And it seems like this is the best time to do it. But I don't know if Peter's going to do that. And if Peter does give him another year. I don't think Melvin stays. I think Melvin uh, leaves. I think that's that's like a red line for me. If they fire Melvin, no, I I, I, don't, I don't think. I think I think if Peter says, uh, "I'm giving AJ a vote of confidence. We're going to give him another year. We just went to the NLCS last year. I have to give him one more year. This year is an aberration. Whatever." I, I think Melvin leaves at the end of the well, year. Well, and so he has one year left on his contract after this, and yeah. it, it's pretty well known in baseball that 
you're supposed to extend the manager. You're not supposed to have him in a walk here, right? Right. And yeah. Bud Black stayed on a walk here, uh, but that was at the time very rare. Um, and Melvin is probably higher regarded. I mean, Bud was pretty well regarded in the league, but yeah, I mean, um, nobody's that. I mean, let's say, let's say uh, Melvin says, "Yeah, I, I, I'm retiring." Extend, extend me, or I'm quitting. Yeah, or retiring. Right, yeah, exactly. And and they say no or whatever. He's gone. It's not like his reputation is going to take a hit. No, he'd get hired in a second. Everybody's going to blame AJ. Yeah, as they should. Right. For an untenable work environment, which yeah. which we already know, which everybody knows throughout the league. Yeah. And again, Bob Melvin made a rule to bar front office <laughs> yeah. personnel from the clubhouse. So at some point that he he has to be fired, and the and the people that. That his yes guys that he's surrounded them with, they've got to go too. Kemp, Tricker, all these guys. Yeah, Stein, Stein all of them. They've they've got to start over. And 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 then also the scary thing is like, is Peter going to find the right guy to be president of baseball operations slash GM or president of baseball operations and go get another GM or whatever? Is he going to find the right guy to do that and to, and to, and to take them forward and to change the organization? Well, okay, so I've got more faith in Gruppner than I did in D to find, like, the stories, oh, when, yeah. like, I, I think Tommy went back and posted some old stories of when AJ was hired. Uh, the, the UT did some profiles of, like, the the process that they used, where AJ walked in with a, <laughs> it's hilarious now, a, a notebook <laughs> with hand handwritten scrawl in weird angles on the page. Like it's like what we would do when we're doodling in like seventh grade life science at Oakcrest. Like it's it, it's just ridiculous that D saw this scrawl and was like, this this is the difference maker. <laughs> He'd already decided to hire Epler until he saw the notebook and like him and, and AJ drawing the Stussy S in his in his notebook. Like just the worst the worst process. And I will say for for Gruppner, he fired Partello. He seems to have better judgment about personnel that work for him. Maybe Gruppner would run a professional and well-run search. I'd have more faith in him than I did in D. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So can they find it? I don't know. But what the certainty we know is that what we have, and it's a question, right? It's an uncertainty. Can they find it? I don't know. But the certainty we have is that AJ sucks. AJ is flushing money. AJ is has flushed this team for nine years. So you call the guy that's in New York doing a stupid consulting job for MLB, Mr. Theo Epstein, <laughs> yeah. and you hand him a blank check and say, please come fix it however be you want to fix it. president of baseball operations. Yeah. I don't know if he and, wants to be a GM, and but get, he knows a, he yeah. knows the players. Right. Hey, that, that's really what you do, right? You fire I've heard AJ. he wants... Uh, I, I, I've what, heard an ownership stake? He wants, yeah. Okay, fine. Give it to him. Yeah, Peter. Ha- Peter <laughs> has a band of investors. <laughs> Give him anything. And I, I don't. I don't know if like maybe he's been out out of it too long, and he wouldn't be good. Remember it, when we had like the? Uh, was it trying. The, did we? Was it the Panda Express owner? <laughs> oh, <laughs> As yes. one of the owners, where Mike Cameron made fun of Panda Express, or Cameron Maven? Cameron Maven. <laughs> Cameron made fun Maven of- said he got diarrhea <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at Panda Express, yeah. and he tweeted it, <laughs> and then the team shut him down. <laughs> So like, is Theo Epstein a worse owner than that? I don't less reputable. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, but but that that that's the path, right? You hire a guy like Theo to be president who knows all the players in baseball, knows the attributes that you'd want because Gruppner's a lawyer. Yeah, 
D's a flim, D was a flim flam marketing man. Like they're not baseball guys. So I don't know why we expected them to hire a baseball guy. Right. Yeah. But you bring in a guy like Theo to run the organization, to take a step back and run it like Andrew Friedman. He knows, he knows every, he probably knows every executive in Tampa Bay, right? To, to pick who, who would be a good GM. He knows all the, you know, that, he knows that across baseball. He's worked with them, tried to do deals, whatever. He, he knows he's, he has awareness that our guys don't. I think that's the path. It doesn't have to be Theo, but you know, someone established a Dombrowski, a Theo, you know, like a, I know Dombrowski's taken, but it, it just, that it, style something, of something has to change. So yeah. it, and it, it, it starts with him and then everything that he's, everything that he's built down below, because we talked the player development thing. It's, it's not working yeah. clearly. And we, th- th- there ha- there has to be a change. And, 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 and it just, it feels like that the, the longer that we, that we keep doing this, it's just, we're, we're getting it, We're just eating into, you know, Manny and Xander and, and those guys, which have been terrible, but I'm, I'm praying that they can somehow turn it around mm-hmm. and that in 2024, we can actually make a run because like you said, and I agree too after 2024, I, I think we're fucked. You're looking at a, a 33-year-old Manny. You're looking at old, a bunch of olds. That, a bunch that, of olds. That many times are out of baseball. And when it goes, it goes fast. We, we've said that before, yeah. right? Look, Hosmer, for all of our, our hate on him, was a league average hitting first baseman, right? And then all of a sudden, gone. Overnight. It happens. It yeah. doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens. Right. Uh, and also, and I, just, I just want to say... That's one of the main reasons why, like, 2024, I believe, is our only shot. Well, I don't want to trade That's Kim, the Soto factor as and well. And I do not want to trade Soto. Yeah. Because it, Soto's our best player right now. I mean, look at the numbers. He's, he's our without, best player. Without him next year, I don't see any hope. No. You take him out of this lineup, where would we be? Uh, the only hope like, is to sign Otani. He's the only player yeah. of that level, and I don't think we're going to sign Otani. Why the fuck would Otani want to come here? To another Angels, right? Yeah, right. I, meanwhile, the Dodgers are there. We all know that they cleared you know luxury tax space for a run at him. I, I, this could be Dodger loving, but like, if I'm Otani, I don't have to move. I get to stay in L.A. He's already there. Like, Wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Yes. So, I, I just don't see a way to replace Soto here. No, I don't. I don't either. This is aside from I don't want AJ to be the one who trades Soto. That's the other thing. I don't want. I don't want him to do that either. I, I don't. I don't want him to. But going back to it, like twenty twenty four is it. It is. Things it really are is. real grim here after, after that. Look, yeah, Musgrove's after, getting older. Darvish is almost forty. Like these are all not are great. Si- yeah, these are not year. great signs. Those are your for, two for starting a pitchers. Ten year yeah. window. No, even not. a three to four year yeah, window. This, this this whole bullshit that that Peter was talking about about this the decade of the Padres or something like that. Like what? I don't based see, on yeah, what? you're counting on Xander to be good at 35, 36? Like I'm not. I'm not counting on him to be good at thirty two. He's man, not good man, now. When shortstops, when shortstops go, they go quick. Also, yeah, yeah. And what's funny? Like he's still he's still good defensively. <laughs> he's declined from last year, but like I, I'm not. Look, shortstops when they get older, that's the first thing that goes. Yeah. So I'm not counting on right. that either. Yeah. I just I just I just, I just want him to hit year, Kim next year. Like they're all of these things coalesce into next year being super critical. Yeah. And I don't think they can punt on it. I think whatever actions are done, people aren't going to like this. And but if it means trading Merrill or 
hopefully not Salas, but really anyone else to build that 24 team. We're already pot committed and just go we're in. all in on it. Yeah. Like might as well go. I don't know. Line. I don't know what else you can do. Yeah. Cause if you flush that season, there's not much hope in the future. There's not. You can trade no. for prospects and be like, well, they'll come up in 2025. We'll be ready to go then. Okay. But, but then but, Manny's 34 and Darvish is 40 and Xander's 33. Jake is 32. Prospects like, you can't develop. <laughs> aside from that, like yeah, even if you assume they can develop them, yeah, right? <laughs> the core players that you can't get rid of in the lineup are are old or a million years old. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be Tatis surrounded by a bunch of olds. Yeah, and. And, and El Paso players. Yeah, and it's not just decline. Like, olds get hurt more. <laughs> yeah, right. Lingering injuries take longer to get better. Yes. It's just, uh, you as a degenerative back that we've been blessed that it hasn't really come up, but, like, it's a ticking time bomb, you know? Yeah. He's, oh, I, it, it, honestly, it's really amazing how long that you has lasted. Yeah. And the, the, and With it, his, like, frame and height and, like... Yeah. Uh, and the, the number of innings on that dude from... Previous to Major League, you know, I, this dude has thrown a lot of yeah. innings over the years. And the fact that he's still dealing at, at a, a, a really high level, actually, is yeah. really impressive. Really impressive. I didn't think he was going to get through last year. No, I was terrified last year. Yeah. And I was terrified this year. But Yeah. yeah he's been, I mean, he's declined in, in little, yeah, performance, yeah. but he's still getting innings. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that's it. Like 2024. That's it. That's it. It, and and there's some money room, right? You get rid of Hater, you get rid of Snell. That's Snell's know, not a ton of money, but yeah, thirty, yeah, thirty five million maybe. Right. right. So Sadly, maybe you, still you sign have like on the you sign like Murakami from Japan to fill one of the corner outfields. Like there's a path, but if you get rid of Soto, there's no path. No, other than Otani, which is a, a low percentage path. Yeah, because you could get a decent right fielder, move. Tatis to center, have Soto and left. That's a you know you've got a pretty nice outfield yeah. there, uh, better than now because Grisham can't hit. Yeah, as we know. But but you count on that, right? Yeah, that's built. That's cooked in. That's what we talked about last week. It's cooked into the projections, yeah. right? You knew right. he wasn't going to hit. You thought mm. everyone else, well, everything everyone would else was going to. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't know. And then catching too. You got you got to figure that out. Well. The casuals will be like, well, if you just let Camposano play, who's never hit, uh, you'll be fine. How many major league games has he played in? Like 14, 15, I don't know, not 20, many. Didn't hit 30? well in any of them, like, like yeah, for I, any stretch. I, and he might end up being great. We, we have no idea, but, but it's not somebody that you can count on. Losing not somebody a, you can go, I, okay, I will yeah, say for losing, sure. losing a year of development of that kid, probably not great. Not great. No. Uh and how much improvement do you think you're going to get? Like between the, the Sanchez Nola tandem right now, it's not that much better. Yeah, I'm waiting the for the huge improvement. The, the huge Sanchez imp- extension, right? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, I mean, that's something AJ would absolutely, absolutely give him a two-year. He gets a press conference. Two-year guaranteed yeah. deal. At least two years. Change the narrative. Yeah, yes. Yeah. With with some weird. Options, options, mutual player, yeah, yeah, incentives, Mr. Genius, yeah, Yeah. the savant, yeah. So, look, yeah, 2024 is it. This has been super depressing. I mean, is it? Because it's very depressing. This season's very depressing, but the light at the end of the tunnel is we've got one more, one more run at it. Yeah, that's at least we've got that. If if they make the, if they can make the right moves, they can, they can retool a bit, yeah, retool. 
and uh, but, but and then making a shot at 2024. That, I, I think a new GM is part of that. I, I, I we've want, said it yeah, before. Yes. A new GM doesn't mean tearing everything down. No, that's, that's San Diego PTSD. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Tons of GMs come in, build off the predecessor, fix things, improve immediately. Yes, that's yeah. what we're hoping for: organizational right. improvement on the field and off the field. Yeah, to, and for, to, to build up to one last run. I wish it were today, but it's not going to be. That's that's the that's the scary yeah. thing. Be, let's be and, realistic. Yeah, about and, it. and I'm I'm really scared that he's just gonna he's gonna say, well, he's earned one more season be, based on. The, the 2022 LCS. NLCS, yeah. and that's and, and that's the most likely scenario that we're going to see, and that's awful. It's loser talk. Well, I got yeah. made fun of for too much Charger talk last week, oh. but it's the Marty scenario again. It, <laughs> yeah. Like they it made is. a choice that they thought was better for the organization, right? They yeah. made the whatever championship playoffs. I don't know. I don't know how far they got playoffs, but it's the same. Yeah, right. It is. Yeah. So, all right. What are we going to do here? Well, we can go to our hot new segment. I heard a lot of positive feedback about it. We, we got two voicemails. <laughs> oh. All right. Let me bring them up here. Okay. Are they good? Are they bits? Have you listened to them yet? Or is this our... Uh, I have listened. Here, we'll, go. We'll, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll do the Hassan Kim one first, because okay. we can debunk that quickly. And, and we, we appreciate you calling. Yes. Because okay. not many did. We appreciate the passion. <laughs> yes. However, so let me let me get this going here. Oh, I want oh, to thank you for being. Hey guys, first off, I want to thank you for being San Diego's only podcast that is one hundred percent free with no ads. True. I really enjoy all of your free content. However, since your blatantly racist comments against our beautiful Korean prince last night, he has gone on to have an average of three twenty one. a 1180 OPS of four home runs and a WRC plus, not counting today, of 154. I was just wondering, would you guys like to retract your racist attack against our beautiful boy or at least make a comment? Anyways, thank you again for all the free comments. Bye. Well, we do love providing ad-free, completely free content. Yeah, so that portion is very true. Yeah. Uh... I'm a little baffled. I don't know which comments we made. I did I did kind of sigh when they announced Ha Sung at, at leadoff, and I'll wear it. He's great. He should be leadoff the rest of the year. He's arguably our best hitter right now. So. <laughs> you know, I, 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 all I can say is the last podcast, I did mention his H-War, talking about how beautiful his hair yeah, is. His, yeah, his, I, I guess yeah, so that can I, be construed yeah, as racist. I, 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 yeah, I, I yeah. guess. So. Anyway, okay. uh, I will say I'm half Korean, so it's impossible for me to be racist. Yeah, I can, you're make as, I can make as want. many bogogi jokes as I want to make, <laughs> and it's not racist. Next one. But I appreciate your passion. Thank uh, you yes, for the call. Thank you for the call. Thanks for the call. You call <laughs> us again sometime. Ladies line, open. <laughs> that opens up a line. Okay. Uh, next one. Good evening, guys. Uh, Joy Lucchese here. I was just calling because I can't reach uh, those uh, guys over at 5.5 Podcast. I can't seem to find them anywhere. Mamma mia. Well, I was just calling because uh, I hear uh, Pager Brother needs some help in the hitting or pitching department. So just wanted to let you know that your, uh, your guy, uh, Joy Lucchese, is here to save the day. Just give me a call, AJ. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. <laughs> hey, seriously, AJ, come on. Is Joey Lucchese, is he, is he still in the league? 
Did the, is he still with the Mets? I, I honestly I don't know. <laughs> is he is he hurt? Is he is he doing Janet? Is he driving an Uber? The last thing that I remember about was that he was with the Mets, but it, but that was like last year, I believe. I don't I don't know if he's with them or injured or I, don't, I have no idea. He's with he just he just threw a shutout in Syracuse. Oh, so he's in Triple uh, A. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Well, Joey Lucchese wants to get out of Triple A. And he wants to come back to the San Diego Padres. And this is breaking news that you were hearing first on this first. podcast. Wow. Not only are we completely free, we're breaking news. Breaking news. From players themselves <laughs> saying that they want to come back and help this team win in twenty. They want to wear the brown. They Once do. he misses it. He does. Yeah. I would take Lucchese over Reese Kinnear. <laughs> no, I'd take him over Ryan Weathers. I'd take him over Honeywell. <laughs> I'd take him over... Who, who else? Oh, I take him over the knuckleballer. Who's Waldron. the other? Who's the other guy in the uh, in the in the bullpen? That sucks. Yeah. Which one? Tim Hill? No, not Tim Hill. I wouldn't take him over Tim Hill. I love Tim. I'd Hill. take him over Tim Hill. You would take Lucchese over <laughs> Tim Hill. He wasn't terrible. He was fine. He had some good games. There was a point where we could dream on Joey Lucchese <laughs> being a like a four starter in a rotation. That's true. He wasn't the worst. No, I'm not saying he was the worst. I'm just saying I, I, I would take I would take Tim Hill over him right now. You know, the, uh, we've brought up this other podcast uh, that does cost money. Uh, actually, I don't think it does. Padres above replacement. I think you can just subscribe to it for free. But, okay. Uh, they, I think, are doing something where they're examining how AJ is a mediocre drafter. The, the scouting savant is mediocre when you compare him to other teams like War that they've produced. Okay. And I think when they looked at it, I, they saw that we have some war that's been produced, but it's all coming from guys like Lauer, Lucchese, that are like just barely league average, that are you know running up one, one and a half war a year. Oh, okay. That's all yeah. we've got. It's just those guys have been in the league for five, six years and are accumulating war. Quantrill, you know, like oh, okay. that level of okay. performance. We have no stars that have been drafted. Even like Lauer's been demoted, right? Yeah, he got demoted too. Our, our vaunted first round picks from the savant uh, with Hudson Potts, who's out of baseball, I think. Uh, just uh, so those are the kinds of guys that we, he's successfully scouted the, the master drafter, the amazing scout, getting guys like Lucchese and Lauer and Quantrill. The guy like, who will be handling our draft again here in a, in a week or so. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. We can look, and yet there will still be the narrative. I saw this in uh, stupid Bryce Miller's article about AJ Preller, who it got branded as like, wow, someone in old media is finally calling for his head. When all Bryce Miller ever does is ask questions, he never ever advocates for anything. Yeah, he's like, should I don't know? Is it time to think about it? Time will tell. <laughs> like it says nothing. And in that, he, he, he passed on the narrative that there can be no doubting his, his exceptional skill as a scout when internationally we have nothing. When drafting, he's produced pitchability pitchers, right, out of college, like Lucchese and Lauer. Like, I'm not seeing – the evidence isn't there. He should be fired just for the, the, the terrible international draft. Uh, the, the 2016 one, yeah. The Morahone The Morahone one, who's the only one that's left. Yeah. Um, oh. Nothing. Yeah. We've gotten nothing from a hundred million dollar plus investment in international. Like class A. 
is the only player that's been successful. Emmanuel Classe, the Indians closer, who we traded for Brett Nicholas, and who I heard we traded when our scouts didn't even realize that his velocity had jumped to 100 miles per hour. They didn't even know that, and we're like, eh, it's fine, he's just a guy, right? <laughs> I, I, I do believe he's our most successful signee, and he was signed like two months after AJ was hired, which means all the groundwork was done by my beloved Josh Burns and his regime. And then he was pissed away. Yeah. Senior vice president of baseball operations for the Dodgers. We just tossed out. Oh. You know what's killing me is when I'm watching these games, like the, like the, during the Pirate series, and you see... And, and you like you get an email from the Padres about hey you know what's no. a you know hey. what's a great group outing is <laughs> like you you should spend four grand $6, on a thousand dollars on yeah a- on a suite or you know where they they where they're constantly pushing the oh hey Padres waiting list you got to get on that for season <laughs> tickets like like those have made me irrationally angry yeah. like like I during the games like Don has to read a liner or whatever yeah. for a promo and it's not his fault it's not at all and he must be going I can't believe I got to read this fucking shit when when we've just blown a four nothing lead in Pittsburgh and we're about to get swept but you might want to get on the wait list and like those I, I just I'm, I'm hoping that this I'm not the only one. But those make me insane. Yeah. I could excuse it if it was, hey, Joe Musgrove growth chart on Saturday. Giveaway. Come yeah. out to the park. Yeah. Harry Potter night on Saturday. Come come out for the Steam game. I can yeah. excuse that. But the group sales, the sweet sales, that kills me. It just- because it's like, hey. Uh, mud is in the middle of melting down about how bad the team is and and you're selling group sales and it's like hey hey guy are you are you miserable right now let me tell you misery loves company how about you get 20 of your best friends and spend 300 dollars each to come to the suite and commiserate in misery together at the park like is, is <laughs> i was invited to jump into a suite uh last saturday uh and i, I wasn't able to go thank god and that was the game that they lost to the Nationals two to nothing. Yeah, like, can you imagine dropping thousands of dollars on a suite on a, on your Saturday night, and you go and you watch them get shut out <laughs> by a terrible Nationals team? It's just like, <laughs> commiserating in misery, right? Like, yes. But it's like just the smallest things drive me crazy now. It's you know, it's like seeing like. Like Pomeranz and the it, it drew Pomeranz in like the dugout or, or Suarez in the dugout or whatever. I'm just like th- th- those tiny little things are just just set me off now. Yeah, <laughs> just, just like <laughs> le- kind of like the, the sight of Eric Hosmer used to set us <laughs> yeah, off. Right, exactly. The, the other night, Mo- uh, Molly, I can't remember which game. It might have been one of the San Francisco games where we completely shit the bed in one of those. And Molly looks over at me. She's like, "Do you enjoy this? Like, like <laughs> do?" You- do you like this? Is, is this good for you? I've asked that like, question like a thousand times over the years. Am I a bad parent for, for raising my kids to be Padres fans? Oh, is that, it, it, what kind of psychological damage am I doing to them long term? We're doing terrible, terrible I'm teaching terrible them to, to manage them. expectations. I think that's good. <laughs> that's, that is true. Manage disappointment. Yes. That's yeah. a good life skill. But yeah. is this healthy? Is yeah. a question I've honestly asked myself as a parent. I don't know if it's healthy. I would, if, if you're a psychiatrist, please call into the uh, the voicemail line and let me know. <laughs> please call it. Give us some therapy. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> hey, maybe we should have brought on an energy healer onto the, yeah. onto the number one ad-free, completely free podcast. That has worked out well so far. Yeah, very well. It's really worked out. 
Those poor guys are just trying to come up with they're anything. They're just trying to fill time. Yeah, how right, much? How, yeah, honestly, just on their standpoint, yeah. like we do this once a week, close to that now. Yeah. Like, how do you fill four hours of content where? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't either. Like, honestly, maybe Coach has it right. You just take a bunch of calls from olds, fill the time that way. Because Ben and Woods just fill the time with. Bits, and, 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 and then they're trying to, a, trying to do the, stuff. A Lakers like, beat writer. Yeah. Once, yeah, that, that's like relief. A t- 12 <laughs> minutes of relief for them. They still got three hours and 48 minutes to fill. I don't know how they do it. I, I think I, I, Darren we, can talk soccer. I would be doing take on Woods like every hour. I, uh, yeah, every hour on the hour. More traffic reports. <laughs> more, uh, more Kelly Danik. More Ke- my beloved <laughs> Kelly Danik. I, I would make sure that my interviews are set up early in the morning so that I can replay them later in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so that's well, more content. What happened to Woodsy's Wabbit Hole? <laughs> yes. That was 20 do that minutes again. down the drain yeah. that I enjoyed yeah. generally. Yeah. Bring back Ben Reed's raps, <laughs> except for I want it every day. No, it's got to be longer. It's got to be like Ben, ben Reed's ballads. Like it's, he's got to do uh, 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 meatloaf. He's got to read meatloaf. <laughs> yes. Kill twenty-seven minutes. They got to do something. They can't talk about this every day. Woods is gonna die. Oh, I, I don't know how he's doing it. I really don't. I, I, I really don't. I don't either. Yeah. Mm. Well, right. Corey, we've said a lot. <laughs> I need to go over my notes and see if I uh, missed anything. Did I miss anything? Tatis has been bad. I see on your notes. Manny's been bad. Terrible. Everyone's awful. Tim Hill's the worst. Uh, Manny's bad. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, we've said it all then. We've said it all. Well, we're going into an exciting series this weekend against the Reds, who are the hottest team in baseball with the most exciting players. I was looking at their, their lineup, and like basically every player in their lineup is hitting like Tatis. Their nine hitter, some left fielder I've never heard of, would be third on our team in OPS. Uh, but their, every their single, pitching's not even that good, and they're just winning, win, oh, winning, with, and winning, with, and with winning. Hitting. With hitting. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so good at hitting. And I know they play in a Little League ballpark. Are they totally? Yeah, it's a, it is an absolute Little it's League ballpark. It's a ballpark yeah. that gave people hope about Francisco Mejia, who right. totally sucked back in the day. I remember there was a pitch... At River, whatever it is, Great American Ballpark, like down at his ankles, and he golfed it like almost oh, out of the stadium that. into right field. Yes, and people are like, "This is it. Yep. We this is when Hedges finally gets benched." And then Mejia <laughs> would go like one for seventeen after that. You know, and you know who was the biggest fan of that guy? <sighs> wow, that, you know it was influenced by chemicals. Yeah, that drug abuser. Yeah, yeah. And matter of fact, I had heard. As we're, obviously, we're talking about Eric from the 5.5 podcast, who we're very worried about and very concerned about. I had heard that Danny gave him some money so that he could go to a payphone and call us and leave us a voicemail. That did not happen. So clearly that money went right into his veins or went to a jack-in-the-box because of his munchies. So if you see Eric wandering around downtown... East Village, yeah. Give him a phone card... So that he can call us. Because he can't use that. Well, he could barter it for weed. Don't give him. Ca- oh, that's true. But he can't use it at 7-Eleven. That's a plus. Can't that, use it at Jack in the Box for a munchie meal. That's a, that's, a, that's a good point. It's the only hope. It really is. Yeah. We'd really like to support our friend. Yeah. In his hard, his most difficult days. I hope he's okay. I love I you, Eric. Too. Yeah. We're rooting for you, Eric. We're rooting for you. But you need to help yourself before we can help you. You got to love yourself. Yeah. <sighs> touching moment. It is a touching moment yeah. here. Uh, 
Look, <laughs> the, the Reds are real good. <laughs> the Reds are going to beat like, that shit out of Go us. look at the lineup and look at the OPS for every single player in their lineup and compare it to ours, where we're going to run out Nola with a 400 OPS. Oh, I don't, I, isn't Lugo starting tonight? Jesus. In that stadium? <laughs> in, the, in that ballpark? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he's got, and uh, I think Sam's going, isn't he? Isn't yes, Sam in yes, Cincinnati? Our beloved for that? Sam Nair so will Sam's got to yeah, watch local them celebrity. Get, Sam's got to see them get beat twenty to four. <laughs> God, <laughs> that curveball is going to hit a million miles by Ellie Delacruz. But the good, but the good news is, after they get their asses beat in Cincinnati, they come home to Petco Park to have Otani shove it right up their ass. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mickey Moniak, my beloved Lacosta Canyon Mavericks, is going to come back and hit 50 extra base hits against us. It's going to be brutal. Okay. All right. Well, well. hey. <laughs> hey, Padres. <laughs> Catch the fever. Bring the gold. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the gold. What an awful, awful marketing that is. Are they still using the hashtag with stuff? I believe so. Like when they post I mean, a, you have a to, group right? sales tweet, or, or do they have yeah. hashtag Bring the gold? I, I, I feel terrible for the social media team. They have like nothing to do with any of this shit. And, like, and then they have to put out content, and they have to keep pushing it out. Yeah. And they just get just the shit beat out of them. It's like... We didn't build this fucking roster. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yeah, pointed that guy. It's not shit. What do you, you think? AJ's the one tweeting out. He does micromanage everything. It's possible. Exactly. There might be actual approval where they have to send it to the president of baseball operations if he approves or not. How many? How many? How many tweets have we got from them? With Bob Melvin has been ejected from the game in the last like three weeks, like four. I like how Bob has to do. He he, he knows he's going to get ejected. Like if he says anything, it's the rules say he's ejected, and he's like, I got to do it again. All right, yeah. I, 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 the, the other day when uh, because it, it does not fire up the team. Uh, no, it, it, it clearly it, they, it, we they see the evidence. Over. Yeah, they, they just they completely roll over. You you can tell pretty much every game when they're when they're going to roll over. Yes, like, like you can pinpoint and go, oh, it's it's now. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Now. It's coming. Yeah, it's it's right now. Yeah. Well, Corey, we thought we'd said it all, but now we've actually said it now all. Now we really yeah. have said it all. Well, I guess go Padres. Go Padres. Yeah.